Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 148, and we're looking at John chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. This is where Jesus celebrates the Passover meal with his disciples. So let's read John chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. Before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now, when it was time for supper, the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God, and that he was going back to God. So he got up from supper, laid aside his outer clothing, took a towel, and tied it around himself. Next he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to dry them with a towel tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you don't realize now, but afterward you will understand. You will never wash my feet, Peter said. Jesus replied, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet but also my hands and my head. The one who is bathed, Jesus told him, doesn't need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. This is why he said, not all of you are clean. This is the Last Supper. This is the section in John's Gospel where it's focusing on Jesus and his disciples. His public ministry has completed. Jesus doesn't speak to the crowds anymore. He'll have a few words to those that arrest him. He'll have some minor discussion during the trial. Chapters 13 through 16 are focusing on this time of Jesus with his disciples. And it is the Passover festival. We've been seen all along several times where it's not his hour. It's not his hour. It's not his hour. Then, when the Greeks came to him, he starts speaking differently. It is his hour. And so John begins chapter 13 with, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from his world to the Father. Well, that's going to come via death and resurrection. And that he has this deep relationship with his followers. Now, John has more about this particular period of time than the other Gospels. However, curiously, John doesn't mention the Lord's Supper that the other three Gospels do. And we don't want to make too much of that, but just that John gives us a lot deeper meaning about what was going on during this time period. Now, verse 2 says, Now, when it was time for supper, the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. So this it goes to something we said a, a few days ago that Judas isn't just a misguided soul, someone who's trying to prompt Jesus into more direct action, disappointed, disillusioned with how things are going. This shows the devils at work here. This is evil at work. But verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God, and he was going back to God. So John mentions that The devil had already been working on the heart of Judas. And the response right after that is, God's in charge. 
All this is going according to God's plan. Interesting, even Satan's efforts to disrupt Jesus' ministry are fulfilling the plans of God. Everything is happening within the will of God. So verse 4, so he got up from supper, laid aside his outer clothing, took a towel, tied it around himself. Next he poured water into a basin, began to wash his disciples' feet, and dry them with the towel around him. Luke tells us that the disciples had been arguing amongst themselves about who would be the greatest. So there's a problem here with a lack of humility, a problem here with who's going to be in charge, who's going to be the greatest, who's going to be the closest to Jesus. And Jesus now gets up and very purposefully performs this act of service and humility. Now, interesting when this actually occurs. The whole idea of washing of the feet is people walking around in the dirt with sandals on. And your feet get dirty. It's just the way it is. So what normally happens is you come to someone's home and you have your feet washed as you come into the home because your feet are dirty. It's just a a normal act of hospitality. But this is not on arrival. It says they're already at supper. They're already at the table. It says Jesus got up from supper and then starts this process of foot washing. So this isn't just Jesus being humble and performing a, an act of service, an act of hospitality. He's very purposefully doing this to make a point. And I really believe it's linked to the argument that the disciples have had. John didn't tell us about it, but the other Gospels do, that they were arguing about who's going to be the greatest. So Jesus is making this act of humility, very uh, public for them. So he gets to Simon Peter in verse 6, and, and Peter says, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Obviously, this isn't the way it should be. If anybody's going to wash somebody's feet, Peter, I'm sure, would have been more than happy to wash Jesus's feet. But verse 7, Jesus answered him, what I'm doing you don't realize now, but afterward you will understand. So he said, Peter, you don't get it. You're not getting it, and you can't get it. But later, you will get it. And he will. Uh, later, I don't think he means after I explain things to you, because he's going to provide some explaining. But later, after his death, resurrection, the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit will bring understanding to him about what all this means. Verse 8, you will never wash my feet, Peter said. Now, this is humility where Peter's saying, Jesus, you're the master. You, you don't wash people's feet. We wash your feet. So I, you shouldn't be washing my feet. So that sounds humble. Yet, here he is dictating to Jesus the way things are going to be. So uh, while he is appearing to be humble, he's actually telling Jesus what he ought to do. But Jesus replied, If I don't wash you, you have no part of me. There's dual meaning through all this. This is not just about cleaning their feet. This is more than just an act of humility, an act of service. There's a dual meaning here having to do with cleansing, 
that it's all looking ahead to the cross where Jesus will take the sins of the world upon himself and provide cleansing of, of people's hearts through his sacrifice. If you don't accept my service of cleansing, then you cannot be connected with me. Oh, Peter doesn't get it, says to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Now, Peter's exaggerated here, but what he's saying, okay, Jesus, you're in charge, and if you say that's the way it's got to be, then that's the way it's got to be. Let's go all the way. Wash everything. So he's repudiating his previous objection to what Jesus was doing, but he's still dictating to Jesus. <laughs> he's not just saying, okay, Jesus, we'll do it your way. He's saying, here, here's how you ought to do it, Jesus. But Jesus provides some correction in verse 10. The one who's bathed, Jesus told him, doesn't need to wash anything except his feet, but he is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you, for he knew who would betray him. That is why he said, not all of you are clean. Once you've been cleansed, you are clean. Once Jesus has cleansed you of sin, you are clean of sin. And that's the point, is that either cleansed by Jesus or you're not. And you need to be cleansed by Jesus. Now this point about not all of you are clean is referring to Judas here. Judas is not clean. Jesus is not his true follower. So what's the takeaway for us here? Uh, some people want to turn foot washing into a, a ritual. You can do it. Make sure that you're not just turning it into a ritual and missing what's really going on here. The whole point is not an example for us to be humble, although we should be humble. The point is Jesus is taking on an act of service, lowly service, and what could be the bigger service than death on a cross for the sins of the world. So that's what we don't want to miss here. But also, a challenge to accept Jesus' instruction. Let's do it the way Jesus says and not insert any things that we think are the way things ought to be. And sometimes that's hard for us, particularly those that grow up in church with a certain uh, kind of a ritual, a certain kind of style and tradition, and make sure we don't elevate any of those traditions, any of those styles, any of those routines that we're used to and try to elevate those to biblical truth. Let's do it the way Jesus said. Now we can add our own style and stuff to it, but the, those styles, those traditions are not equivalent to what Jesus said. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.